0: What is up everybody, welcome back to another edition of the Sheehan Show here on Sherdog.com and today I'm delighted to be joined by Ian O'Neill as we preview the uh, the very good show over in uh, the Singapore Indoor Stadium as one championship, 1-160 one goes down, that's, that's a bit of a mouthful if I can get that out properly, 1-160 one goes out. two title fights uh, in on this card uh, and some good... I, I wouldn't say up-and-comers even, but some good guys kind of in their prime and some good fights as well. I know the two of us have looked into this card uh, pretty heavily here, Ian. And, and overall, it's 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 not a bad card. I'm looking forward to kind of breaking it down here. Very, very interesting time for one championship as well. Obviously, they have one 160, uh, 160 coming up. Uh, then they have the Amazon cards Which are going to be starting as well The day after this And going on for a while So it's a very, very interesting time For uh, for one championship And I'm looking forward To getting into it here Ian, let's start off straight away And let's talk about uh, The main event uh, Which is the uh, rematch Between Ray Young Oak And Christian Lee Um... They fought back in September of last year and this is obviously a rematch for the title again. I am back and I watched that fight today and I'll be honest, um, I-, I thought I thought the wrong guy won. I thought Christian Lee won that fight. Now the judging in one championship is a bit different from the judging that we have here in Ar- Ireland where I am and Canada where you are in the, U- in the US and the UK and all those places, so it's a little bit different. Look, it was a close fight. It was a very interesting fight. I know you've gone back and watched it as well. What what way did you see? And what did you kind of take from the fight, I suppose, apart from uh maybe the winner and the loser?
1: Yeah, I actually thought that Lee deserved to to take home the title and on the night as well. Um, you know, obviously one judged the fight in its entirety. Um and I looked at it through the lens of judging like that, and still I, I had it scored for Lee. Um, you know, right tight until the end, um, I thought, you know, it was a very intriguing, stylistic matchup where, you know, Lee always looks to come in um, and mix up his striking and Andy's takedowns quite a bit. Um, the unfortunate thing with, with Oak is he has absolutely sensational takedown defense. And if you do manage to get him taken down, he pops straight back up. So I think that was kind of the story for the for the first half of the fight. I know the both of them traded at times. Um, both of them were hurt during, during the duration of the fight. Um, I think Lee was forced to change his game plan about halfway through when he kind of realized he was exerting too much energy to kind of maintain his takedown attempts. And and like we said, Oak is unbelievable. Like I, That was the biggest takeaway, I think, that I took from watching Oak back. You know, I watched uh, his fight against Eddie Alvarez as well. And his takedown offense against Eddie Alvarez was unbelievable. And it kind of forces Oak will, will you know, he'll allow those takedown attempts and kind of maybe... To kind of counteract his opponents' attempts, getting them tired, forcing them to strike, and he has some big shots when it when the fight does remain standing. Then you know he's hurt Eddie. He hurt Eddie Alvarez. um, He hurt Lee on multiple occasions, but um i think overall when it came to it you know lee was tiring out towards the end of, of that that first fight with oak um but ultimately he did hurt him with that right hand at the end in, in the fifth round and i thought that was probably the shot that should have done enough for him to take the fight but stylistically this is a great matchup and and the second the second fight is going to be a great stylistic matchup too and both these guys have been in there they've they've done the 25 minutes they'll, they'll have downloaded all their data and they'll be uh, looking to come back with maybe new approaches and new game plans it'll be interesting to see how the second fight goes down
0: I, I see that first fight exactly the way you see it even down uh, to the the late right hand kind of winning the fight for Christian now he didn't win it and I think even watching it again this morning I think Oak was a little bit shocked even when he got his hand raised but I said it was uh, it was interesting look these two guys I think you you described him pretty well there Oak very very good takedown defence he's loose on the feet he loves throwing those flying knees even those knees in the clinch when he gets in there he's he's very good at throwing them he's a great jab when he throws it um, but he doesn't throw it often enough for me doesn't use it enough to keep guys kind of off him from getting into that clinch and he has to show that very good takedown defense because I don't think he uses that jab enough but if he can use that like we're looking to the keys from the first fight coming into the second fight throwing that jab a little bit more I think is a massive key for Oak coming here to keep him off him Well, he did really well in that first fight I think he bided his time He just buys his time so well. And as you mentioned there, and it's one of the things I have in my notes here, Christian Lee tired at almost exactly the halfway point uh, of the fight. He did really well with nearly takedown. He was smart with it. Um, the takedowns as well allow Christian Lee to throw those big shots, that big right hand on the middle, even the late right hand, which you mentioned there, it gets him into that clinch. It gets him to fight to the ground. He almost got the rear naked choke at the end of that second round, but just the third round, fourth round, he looked tired. Did get a bit of a second wind, and and you know finished relatively strongly. Although I think there was portions of the fight, uh, portions of the fifth round as well, or most of the fifth round even, where, uh, where Oak was winning it. I uh, Look, I think it's very simple for both guys coming into this second fight, what they need to do. I think Oak needs to less clinching, more striking, and Lee probably needs less striking, more clinching. And when he has more striking, to, to land those big shots like he landed, he has shown in the first fight that you know, even though Oak is looked at maybe as the striker, Lee probably had the more powerful strikes uh, in that first fight or the more most, you know, close to finishing strikes, if you want to put it that way, in that first fight, even though he's, you know, maybe not as, uh, you know, as highly thought of in that realm uh, as his opponent. Um, He is very much like an old school wrestle boxer and very, very strong with it. We talked about in recent times, Ian, and I've... uh, it's been really something that's come up a lot recently where guys don't tire as much if they're fighting in their realm like he could do probably 10 rounds of wrestling and you know kind of wrestle boxing when it's turned into pushing a guy back and having to close that distance I think he tires a lot and having to fight on the feet he's going to tire uh, a lot as well so I think he needs to stop that. If he gets an extra bit of wrestling, or maybe the wrestling comes easier to Christian Lee this time, I think his cardio will last longer. I think he'll dominate the fight longer, and maybe it won't be uh, it won't be as close this time. I think the methods of victory for him coming into the second fight are maybe clearer or easier than Oak. Would you agree with that, or, or who do you yeah. even though we both think Oak won the first time, I think Lee would probably win the second one.
1: Yeah, like yeah, we, like you said, we both we both thought Lee won won uh, the first fight, and you know he made a couple of mistakes um, in that fight, where I think he tried to force the action a little bit too much. You know, both of them were dropped in round three, and it was actually Christian Lee's uh, shot that landed. I, I believe it was a, an overhand right that he kind of caught Oak coming in, where he dropped him, sat him down, and was actually in side control and in full control before he went for an anaconda choke which Oak was able to kind of scramble and break free and I thought that that was a little bit of a mistake I I was like watching back the second time I was like oh he'll, he'll be looking back at that he'll be regretting that decision rather than maybe just settling for that position settling for the side control landing a bit of damage and maybe comfortably winning the round as well um, you know but we have to remember Christian Lee 24 years of age um, very young uh, as a fighter very experienced though as a fighter too but also that experience of being in the cage for 25 minutes, I believe will stand to him in this rematch as well. Um, he had not been, uh, he hadn't been, I, I don't believe, until that fight in there for for longer than three rounds and on, and had only gone three rounds once in his career. So he was going into new territory altogether, going into the championship round. So um like you said one thing Lee has to capitalize on is making the takedowns count landing heavy off the clinch because uh, there's no doubt that he will get Oak in positions to take him down against the cage because I don't think Oak is, is defensively great on the feet and he kind of Backs himself up against the cage, but and I was like, that's a big mistake. Until I saw how good he was at getting back up, and I saw how good he was at taking uh, or defending those takedowns. So it's kind of like maybe he's leading his opponents into a false sense of security to try and, and and attempt the takedown, so that he can defend, make them tired, and then land his attacks. But I think what Oak will bring to the table in this fight is similar to what we have, will see. In, in, in the first fight between the two, I think coming into the second one, I'm expecting to see a few changes from Lee. Uh, I think the experience of that first fight will help him a lot. And um, yeah, my expectations would be for another relatively close fight. Um, but I, I, I'm kind of leaning towards Lee getting the nod in this second fight um, between the two.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree as well, and I, I think I went mad there earlier saying I oh, like we we bought Talk Christian Lee won the first I and I think he'll uh, I do I think he'll win again. That, I think that'd be my prediction as well. I, I I agree with what you're saying there about Do you know Oak reminds me a little bit of Anthony Pettis, the way he kind of pushes himself against the cage. If he can stop doing that, he's a great chance, but then if he doesn't do that, that does that open up more takedowns? Does that stop Lee tiring a bit like it looked and I agree with what you said there, it looked like his game plan was to tire Lee out a little bit don't want to go full Dominic Cruz with McGregor and, and Habibi <laughs> around anything now but you know, whether it was his game plan or not it worked and that did happen it'd be interesting to see if that happens again but I don't think it will I think it'll be Christian Lee clear this time and I think he'll reg- regain the title there and you know what we could be back here in another couple of months talking about uh, the third meeting between the two of them. that should be fun we've another title fight here as well in uh Tanley versus Tan Kai I watched some of the two of these lads this morning obviously no, I've seen Tan Lee around for, for a while now uh, you know uh, regular viewers I suppose of, of one championship would have seen Tan Kai as well but I've been very impressed watching both of them I think Tan Lee the one standout thing about that guy is power he has serious power he's a southpaw but he switches stances um, they said in the commentary he's a, a, a Taekwondo uh, magician or something like that I think it was and that that's how i probably describe him as well uh, he's never gone to a decision he also trains with Ryan Hall so you know he's good on the ground as well I was watching um I was watching one of these fights where uh, you know where the fight, it was the Gary Tonan fight wasn't it in his last fight where he went to the ground and Gary Tonin almost had him in leg lock but who would you want to train with to defend leg locks like that only Ryan Hall and then you know me talking about Jiu Jitsu all the time when he did knock out Derek Gary Tonin he immediately became kind of half a hero of mine just just because he furthered his arguments, I, I like Gary Tonin's style as well and I like runs over transitioning over Jiu Jitsu but on the, the funny side of it it was great and a very very good win there and a very very good fighter and he's a Opponent uh, Tenkai, uh, but what I love about Kai uh, Tenkai is the jab. Oh my God, he has an unbelievable jab, and anyone who knows me and knows my analysis of fights and fighters knows the jab is my favorite thing. It's so good. He, he's,
1: I, I describe him as. Uh, a, 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 I, I would. I want to see how I, 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 have something in my notes. I'm curious to see if on. you. <laughs> I describe him as a sniper. He's a sniper on yeah. the outside. And he's waiting for those openings to land those shots.
0: I, I, Do you know what I wrote down? Speed kickboxer, which is pretty much <laughs> yeah. the same thing. That's exactly what it is. But it's funny though. I've now... There was someone recently And I couldn't think of it today. I was trying to think of it, who transitions as well from kind of the kickboxing uh, to the to the takedowns. Like I went back and watched that Edward Kelly fight. Took him down multiple times. Like this guy is a really good wrestler and a really good kickboxer. I am so impressed with him. He's a, he's a really good athlete as well. And it feels like Tankai is one of these guys. And I guarantee you, a lot of people who maybe you know only watch the UFC or only watch Bell or whatever it might be. Are probably thinking, ah, these two lads, you know, fighting out here or whatever. It's, these dads are good fighters, and I, I I like Tan Lee, but, is, but Tan Lee,
1: he's brilliant. Honestly, like, kind of looking and, and doing some research and, and watching tape back on, on all the fighters, this fight here is is Massive one promo. that I am really looking forward too, to seeing. Yeah. Just a, a stylistic clash between, look, look, I think with, um, with Tan Lee, look at he. One FC or one championships, they have the you know, they want to see action. They'll have the referees warning and if there's no action or any lulls in action and shout out to them even under YouTube. They don't even they don't even record the feeling out process. It's straight into the action. They'll miss the first half of the rounds, but when Tan Lee is in there, there's no worries about that because he's coming forward and he is striking all the time. His fight with Martin Nguyen was unbelievable. The two of them absolutely went went at hell for Leatherland and huge shots. Um, I thought what Tan Lee did so excellently well in the Martin Nguyen, uh, Nguyen fight was f- he fought so well on the back foot and kind of lured uh, in Gwen, into kind of his world, in Gwen was moving forward, he was waiting on the back foot, looking to counter all the shots. And look, he showcased an unbelievable chin, he showcased how dangerous he is with his punches, uh, on the um, uh, in the pocket. His fainting on the outside was unbelievable, um, and then. You know, we saw him in there against a a couple of other guys as well where he looked really good on the front foot. You know, um, he came over from LFA. Actually, Tan Lee is actually an American-based fighter, like you said, training with Ryan Hall. Um, You know, after losing to Kevin Aguilar, who is now in the UFC. But since he's come into 1FC, he has set that division on fire, knocking everybody out serious, willing to get in there, throw a shot, land a shot, and just... It's going to be interesting for me to see how he he approaches the Tang Kai fight because it's the interesting little thing in these one uh, one championship fights is the press for action and it kind of forces it and it kind of takes away the natural kind of floor the natural chemistry of of some fights and with Tang Kai. I think if he had his way, he would wait on the outside and look to counter all the time. But, you know, he has to he has to press the action. And it'll be interesting to see which one of these guys actually fights on the front foot and, and wants to take up the lead in this fight. Um, I'm going to imagine that it's going to be uh, Tan Lee that's going to do that. Um, and I'm very curious to see how Tang Kai reacts to that. Um, I would be very wary of, of how Tan Lee leaves himself open coming in with wild strikes because Tankai has an absolutely unbelievable left hook. It's like he's just waiting to get that shot off. And when he does, and if it lands flush, it's lights out and it's game over for anybody.
0: hundred percent. I think that part of it is very interesting, what you said about... I know we've seen the Dana White contender series as well, where they don't necessarily have the warning, but it's like you go out and you have to finish or else Dana White won't sign you, you know? And Mm -hmm. I don't know whether I like or hate that, to be honest, but that's the reality of what we have. Do you know what is interesting here... I would agree with you that Tan Kai might be adversely affected by it, but I also think he mightn't because Tanley might fight so, like you know, heavy in terms of volume that there might be no warnings that he can fight his normal game because his opponent is actually fighting a more volume-heavy game. And as you, you, the point you made there about will Tanley get caught coming in? that's where i think this fight i am picking Kai here to win this fight and i the bet yeah, nods aren't out here or anything yet but i just i really like him like i don't think i've watched a fighter in a while that i like as much as this guy watching his fights coming in i think he'll win the fight who, who are you picking and uh, to win and i'm going
1: for Kai. i think he'll 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 get that jab going i think he'll win the fight i think because his his overall striking game is way better technically um his shot selection and how accurate he is with his shot selection. You know, he's not going to be throwing shots unless he feels he's 100% confident of those shots landing. Whereas I feel that Tan Lee uh, kind of will kind of throw a couple of wild ones, maybe miss a few, maybe try and take one so he can get off his shots as well. And I don't know how well that's going to trying to transcribe in here against Tang Kai, who just really has a cerebral approach when it comes to his striking and and, uh, just a really class stylistic matchup. And I'm kind of leaning towards Tang Kai as well, just to kind of get the better of the two. He has like ridiculous power in in his shots, in his kicks and in his punches as well. And, you know, it's not necessarily raw power that that gets him the knockout wins that he has achieved so far. It's more so the timing and the accuracy and and you know where he gets himself in and out uh, of of the pocket for to get off those shots. They just all kind of intertwine greatly and and you know the result is he leaves guys like one shot, one shot for many guys is enough. And but if he does get a guy hurt, he shows some great killer instinct too and lands really accurate ground and pounds and 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 those are the main things that impressed me between the two and just for the latter latter points that I've made, that's why I kind of am leaning towards Tankai in this fight.
0: 100%. Two very, very good title fights here. I'm looking forward to them. There's three other fights in the car and we'll run through them. Uh, quickly here Amir Khan versus uh, Keanu Suba watching Khan today he's very tall for the for the division throws those snap kicks uh, he's I, I would describe him as maybe a long boxer he's very fast with the strikes after kind of slow movements remind you a little bit tactically of Yoel Romero you know slow 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 and fast um, leg is very open to kick though and we've seen that in a few of his fights he's kind of gotten knocked down and hit hard with that he adds in a takedown a bit at a time too I, I think his biggest issue, he throws too many head kicks, he tries to spam it, when it does land it's very good, but I I think he throws too many of them, it's going to get him tired, but he is strong in the clinch when he gets there, Suba, on the other hand in, he sits down and he strikes, switches those stances all the time he's also very strong in the clinch for me that's a part of the fight where i think it could be won and lost suba wants to get the fight to the ground though he's body locks uh he gets trips he's strong on top his shoulder pressure is very good he lands well when he has that control as well and i think that's a major factor here and uh he looks for further submissions as well i i think maybe this is the type of one where if suba can get the fight to the ground i think he'll win it and i think he I think he probably will. But if Amri Khan can kind of keep him on the feet in and and making a, ribna- a, ry- a rhythmic fight, if you want to say that, and land his fast shots, he could win it too. It's a very, it's a 50-50 type of fight for me. I'm not sure when the betting lines come out in this, who will be favorite, but it's it's an interesting fight. It's not, look, both guys are well-rounded, I would say, but I think Soba kind of needs to get this fight to the ground and can needs to kind of keep the fight as a, like a 15-minute kickboxing match. How, how do you see it?
1: Yeah, pretty similar, to be honest, as well. Look, I look I back, like Looking back at, at Amir Khan's last fight against Ryogo Takahashi, uh, actually, looking back at a lot of these fights, poor Takahashi was on the receiving end of a lot of damage <laughs> from you these fighters the that we're out, talking yeah. about. <laughs> and uh, Amir Khan, you know... He, but Takahashi started well against Amir Khan, who I feel starts a little bit too slow. Agree, yeah. And it's something that he kind of will need to correct in his game. Another thing that kind of raised the red flag for me in Amir Khan's game, uh, especially coming in against a guy like Suba as well, is he, his willingness to accept bottom position and how open he is and the, his inability to tie up his opponent when he is on his back because he ate he a lot of bombs. Um, from Takahashi in that first round and I believe you know he started only to exert his will in that fight when Takahashi faded a little bit in round two so uh, Suba is definitely not going to fade and he's going to maintain that uh, that forward pressure he's going to be looking to close the distance to take this fight down like you said I would give the advantage overall on the feet to Amir Khan um, but he's going to have to be very very cute in the way he throws his strikes here he's going to have to um, I, I, he he did impress me in the clinch um, he he is strong against the cage in the clinch against the cage and he was trying to press the action in rounds 2 and rounds 3 against the cage against Takahashi obviously felt that he was stronger there in the clinch what he's going to have to do here against Soba is you know if suba does want to close the dif- distance and initiate that clinch he's going to have to come at him hard with knees to the body he's going to have to try and punish Shoma, suba to kind of say to him okay you want to come in and you want to take the the fight to the ground i'm going to make you pay to the best of my ability and um but honestly i think that suba is 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 good enough to close the distance uh good enough to stay out uh stay out of trouble in the clinch I think you know he has a good body lock takedown he has a good inside trip he has a good outside trip um, you know those are all things that Amir Khan is going to have to worry about um, in that clinch position and if Soba gets on top he is very, very strong on top. Always looking to land damage as well. He creates scrambles very well um, in, in, in the grappling department as well and always capitalizes whether if he, even if he ends up on his back, um, he'll be able to scramble into top position. Very, very wiry on the ground. Um, and it's something that Amir Khan is going to have to, to be very wary of in this fight. Um, interesting stylistic matchup would kind of be leaning towards Subba to get the nod in this one
0: uh, yeah I would tend to agree 100% uh, the heavyweight fight then between Paul Elliott and Martin Batter, That's uh, Paul Elliott is if anyone sees the the things up behind me there on the wall they'll know I like Paul Elliott Eh do you know, a heavyweight <laughs> wonderboy is how I describe him. Now he went in and he's, he went in and, he, and also his nickname is the King of the North, which it should be the King in the North per se. But I've been rewatching watching Game of Thrones recently, and I'm like, yeah, you know. So that's absolutely brilliant. Now he got knocked out badly against uh, uh, Ji Won Kang in his one championship debut back in March, in 58 seconds, but. Anyone who watched that fight will know that he just went hell for letter, throwing everything, starting out what was it? A wheel kick he started out with. He's throwing yeah. like
1: speed <laughs> on that too. I oh, was like speed. watching that fight back and I was like, oh, I nearly got a fright myself when I see yeah, him throw it. I wasn't it was like, expecting it. A- <laughs> the size of him, he is Massive. like crazy fast. Yeah. That was on my notes. It's like very, very, very fast. Um one kind of, you know, in that fight, I don't know. Did did at the moment get to him on his debut i thought he was trying to force the action a little bit too much um over committing on shots winging winging those uh, winging his hooks winging his punches not setting them not setting which them which is up funny like for a to. guy with such good technique isn't it yeah i, I like think it was thinking, the moment. he didn't throw a jab once in the fight you know yeah. what i mean and and that to me it was like oh this is not good and you know he's coming in here against martin Petir and Batir's—he's not going to want to be doing the same thing against uh, Batir in this fight either, because Batir is a guy who will will happily wait on the outside to try and counter those wild shots. And you know, with Elliot as well, I thought that the difference between Elliot in that fight with, with, with Wukong or with G One, excuse me, was the difference in the result. It was Elliot—he went with wild shots, whereas G One kept his shots tight and kept his chin Straight down.
0: Shots, yeah. And he
1: ended up cli- He ended up clipping Elliot. And, you know, Elliot was landing shots as well. But it was, you know, it was that technique. Keeping that chin down can help an awful lot, especially in the heavyweight division as well, where one shot That's can change it. at all.
0: That's why we don't see fighters like him in the heavyweight
1: division, because they're not going to
0: last very long. Now, I do think his style can be effective in the heavyweight division, uh, but he needs, he needs to hold it back a little bit. Because if he doesn't get the knockout early... A, he's either going to get knocked out himself, or B, he'll probably tire, and he'll end up losing late. But he's just so exciting to watch. Anytime there's a Paul Elliott fight now, I'll be watching. And Martin Patter, he's, look, he's a big, tall guy. He throws lovely high kicks, lovely low kicks, picks his moments very well as well. And do you know what? We, we talked about Elliott being fast. I think for a guy so big, Martin Patter is very, very fast as well. Uh, and uh, as you said, it's 58 seconds. In the in the, the, one, the G1 fight for Paul Elliott And he kind of lost the head a little bit I'd be interested to see in this fight With, I, I would say probably even a better opponent here In, in, in batter uh, Or, a, well, a different sort of opponent anyway in batter I'd be interested to see what the tactics are What the game plan is Because if it's to come in and just go all out I think we'll all enjoy it But it probably won't be great for his health One and his career going forward too So, I'd be interested to see how this fight goes. I I think it will be fun, Don. I'm I'm very much... uh,
1: I think that with with it's it's kind of probably going to be a thing for him where he has to kind of weather that storm early. And, you know, he has a tendency to kind of sit back and not really press the action all that much, which may suit him a little bit in other fights. But at 1FC, you know, luckily for him, Elliot probably will oblige an attack, but he's not going to be able to rest on his laurels in there because the ref will be in asking for action straight away. Um, with with Batier as well, I'm just curious to see. He does have a little bit of grappling in his back pocket if he needs it. Um, you know, shoot, maybe level changing, shooting down, getting an early takedown might take some of the steam off of what Elliot might be bringing at him at the start of the fight. That's something I would be looking at as well. Um, and I think that, that Batier's... Patience is going to pay a lot of dividends in this fight. Um, you know, not he won't want to exchange all that much with Elliot in the pocket. But when he does find his range, when he does find his timing, he's not afraid to attack, and that's when he becomes dangerous. So, you know, I can really see Elliot coming out of here again, and it might be just his style—a a, 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 killer be killed kind of an attitude from Elliot. Because I think at the end of the day, if the fight goes longer his chances will decrease in getting
0: the win yeah I, I, I would tend to agree I'm going to pick him now I'm going to pick Elliot uh, to win that who, who's your pick who are you going for
1: in a word I'm going to go with Batir just for okay. the sake of the fair argument enough,
0: fair enough um, the last fight then well, I'll just quickly run through this we won't say too long on it. Talas Nakusu against Agasa there wasn't that much tape on, uh, on uh, Nakusu out there if I'm being honest I found one fight of his and he looked like I, I would describe him as a plan A jiu jitsu guy, and he's fighting uh, a wrestler coming in in here who shoots, you know, and likes to immediately shoot. Uh, has a good left hook, and I would say Agasa has better striking. So if it turns into one of those fights, you know, one guy is a wrestler, one guy is a jiu jitsu guy, could turn into a kickboxing match, and the winner of that, I think, will probably be be Agasa. I'm, you know, I, I think Agasa is one of those guys. You look at him. And he's a, a good athlete, he looks strong, looks quick, looks like he's a bit about him everywhere, but he's kind of missing the middle bits in mixed martial arts. And, f- you know, these are very two very much learning kind of guys and coming over from other sports uh, who kind of need, I think, big improvements. But it's good matchmaking, and I think both of them are on a similar sort of level. Um... I think Agassa will win the fight. I think it'll be kept on the feed. But if Nakusu, uh, or Nakusu can get the fight to the ground, I, I think you know, he can definitely get the submission. But I go for uh Agassa in that one. Who do you like in that one? Ian? Do you like the jiu-jitsu of Talas or the wrestling of Agassa, and ma- wrestling and a bit of striking, maybe.
1: Most, most of all, I like your prediction that, you know, when we get a jiu-jitsu artist versus a wrestler, it's likely going to end up in a, in a striking battle. Definitely. And you know, <laughs> any, anything can happen as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, I probably would pretty much be on the same lines as yourself um, I I feel that I guess is probably a little bit more well rounded overall. He will probably get the job done on the night as well. Um, you know, but ho- I, what I'm hoping for in this fight is you know not to see anyone's jujitsu be nullified by wrestling. What I want to see is plenty of striking, plenty of excitement. And if one championships and the referees have their way, there'll be no kind of stalling or no any of that kind of crack going on anyway. So uh, it's likely we'll see some ex- exciting striking exchanges in this fight as well.
0: Hundred uh, percent. There is a, a bit of uh, kickboxing in this as well. Let me just uh, pull it up here while we're, we're we're talking about it. They have the uh, the flyweight Muay Thai Grand Prix. They have the the bantamweight Grand Prix is on it as well. I know that a couple of the Fairtex lads uh, are on this. Anything that stands out to you in in the kickboxing? I know you're a, a bigger kickboxing fad to be, but there are uh, from what I'm led to believe there are some uh, some very meaningful matches uh, on this card over the weekend as well. And there is a submission grappling um, a matchup as well. Hinata Kanutu versus uh, Tommy Langer as well. So anything stand out for you there, Ian. Yeah, I mean, look at
1: whether they've meant to kind of, kind of develop this as one championships as well. But I can promise you this, like from what I've seen in previous events, um, some of the best kickboxing or Muay Thai fights that you're going to see right now are in one championship right now. They're kind of setting the bar when it comes to getting these well-established Thai boxers over and competing in the cage. You know we got some some chi- great some Chinese fighters. You know Jonathan Haggerty is fighting on the same day on the on the Amazon Prime card as well. You know if you're not familiar with these guys or you don't recognise the names and you are a big striking fan, my my recommendation is to tune in and watch these fights. Um, you might not always see some devastating knockouts you might not you might not see some wild brawls but what you will see is probably the highest technical ability when it comes to striking uh, that's out there right now to be honest you know they're up there with the likes of glory and 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 the likes of all those big kickboxing promotions um with the fights to produce and with the matchups you know they're 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 matching one one championships are matching the very best kind of strikers against the very best strikers here so you know some beautiful like i'm a guy you know, obviously, everybody loves a brawl. Everyone loves guys throwing leather. But I, I really enjoy watching a really technical striking battle as well. where lots of feints, lots of movement. And, and, and that's what 1FC have, have produced down through previous cards. And, and they'll continue to do it. So don't be thrown off by the long names that everyone struggles to kind of uh, <laughs> to say. I'm not even going to try and tempt to name anyone on it. But what? Well, all I can say is that anytime I've tuned in I've always enjoyed any of the Thai or the kickboxing fights that one throw on
0: and the best thing about this card as well is starting at half 12 Irish times oh, that's
1: yeah, in the a day. little bit earlier for me unfortunately I'll be up at the wee hour of 5am Look, oh, you're looking I get all the on. main US I'll get all the main MMA action at prime time you so do, I can't complain I, I get one 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 from one <laughs> there's lots of <laughs> one so,
0: uh, I'm looking forward to that uh, and we will leave it there thank you to everybody for uh, tuning in ian thank you very much ioneal mma over on twitter catch him there catch him over on SevereMMA.com. the old triangle if you like irish mma if you want a little bit more of mma all about irish mma catch the old triangle over there as well everywhere you get podcasts ian thank you very much for joining me thank you as well all for listening my name is sean Ian from sherdog.com and i will see you all next time